This is the time of year when your resolutions can get a little bit rocky and it can be really easy to start experiencing failure. And if you've ever tried to take on anything in your journey, I mean, moms in general, we have experienced failure. So how do you deal with that? How can you overcome it? So you don't start identifying as a failure, but actually overcome it. Use these lessons, these failures as just that as lessons, things you can learn from. How do we do that? And do it in a way that doesn't cause all these negative feelings, but actually is exciting and fun and creates growth. Well, today, Paula Sores is going to share the answers to all of that. She is a sweet, dear friend of mine, also a fellow mom, just over two years postpartum. She is the host and creator of the But First She Failed podcast, of which I am an avid listener to. It is so good. Um, it's a top Apple podcast in entrepreneurship. It is so, so awesome. I think one of the best ways, oh my gosh, tangent, here we go. One of the best ways you can learn how to really overcome failure is by hearing other people's stories. Um, And she does such a good job hosting that podcast and sharing those stories. And in there, she really focuses on speaking to trailblazing, inspiring women who will encourage you about their moment of failure and how that got them where they're at now. So She's a former journalist and national news producer. She shares a little bit about that whole journey in the podcast episode and her love for storytelling has translated so much over into the podcast. She likes to help women redefine failure while gaining clarity and confidence when it comes to their careers and their callings. She actually, just like me, is a native Chicagoan and now has made Miami home. So if you're in Florida, give her a little shout out. And again, she's a mom. She's a wife, she's a woman of God, and she's a sweet, dear friend. So I'm so excited for you to hear this episode all about overcoming failure in your journey and in your life. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies. 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. I'm so glad you're here today. Um, I want you to tell the listeners about your motherhood journey so far, and we're going to get into everything that you teach and talk about, especially around failure, because it is such a timely message around this time of year, because this is when people start to fall off of those resolutions and their journey. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. But can you share about your journey so far as a mom, um, just as a woman, specifically that first like year 
year and a half ish. Um, and some of the struggles that you personally face, cause yeah. I just think it's good for moms to go, Oh my gosh, I can so relate to her. So yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, Liz, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited <laughs> to have this conversation. Yes, guys. I'm like, I love Liz so much. So I'm so excited to be here and I'm a listener. So, um, yeah. So my journey was, you know, it, it was, it was, I guess you could say like a difficult one in, in many regards. Um, you know, I, so I'm two years out now, my son is two and a half years old and, uh, a little bit about kind of like my postpartum journey was, um, you know, when I was, pregnant with my son. I, um, first of all, he's a pandemic baby. He was born at the height of the pandemic. I was like nine months old when the pandemic hit or nine months old, nine months, uh, pregnant when the, when the pandemic hit. But, um, my journey was a little difficult in regards to, you know, like I had like diastasis recti, like I I've heard of that where like that separation, separation of abs, so it was really hard to kind of like, um, maintain the, the weight of the belly. And I also gained 60 pounds on my, you know, my pregnancy, I think a little over 60 pounds. So, you know, it was quite, um, quite a journey for me actually. And then, you know, postpartum was, I had a C-section as well. And I, I would say it wasn't an easy journey by any means. Um, you know, just because I had, I had gained so much weight and I think I was, so unmotivated and, uh, you know, to lose that weight for me, it was a huge, huge struggle. I've, I've mentioned this to you before, right? I think, um, I had always kind of had this fear of like gaining this weight when I was pregnant and not being able to lose it. And I think that, you know, went into, you know, my postpartum journey where I was like, how am I going to lose it? It seemed like an impossible task. It seemed like, how am I ever like, I'm just going to stay at this weight. That that's what I thought my reality was like, I'm going to stay at the, the 60 plus pounds for the rest of my life. And that's just going to be my new norm, you know, um, which was crazy. Now that I think about it, I'm like, that's literally what, you know, what I believed. Um, but yeah, so I had gained, I had gained that weight and it was hard for me. And one of your episodes, Liz, I think I mentioned it to you actually really, really was kind of a little bit of a game changer for me and really resonated with me. Cause you talked about like, um, mind you, I'm giving myself grace. Cause a lot of things happen. I started, you know, my podcast, the business, all the things in my postpartum journey, but in one episode, you know, it was really hard for me to get motivated with like losing the weight. And I remember there was one specific episode where you talked about like apathy. You're like, you can't, you know, you can't be apathetic in this journey, but then you were also gave a disclaimer in that episode. And I remember you talked about, you know, but you know, postpartum depression is a real thing. And you could be feeling this, you were, you know, you were like, I'm not an expert in this space of, of postpartum depression, but you were like, you might be feeling like clouded. You might just be feeling really unmotivated and all the things. And when I listened to that episode, it really resonated with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think part of the reason that I'm so unmotivated is that, and now in retrospect, like, you know, I, I, I do realize that I did deal with some, you know, postpartum depression, you know? So, so man, your episodes are really powerful in that regard. So that's, I mean, you know, for me, it was, it was, it has been a little bit of a challenging journey. I think I'm in a different place now, but definitely that first, um, that first year was, it was so challenging because it's like, you know, it's very easy to do compare, compare yourself to other people and all the things. And a lot of my friends, you know, we have that, I think you've mentioned this in other episodes too, that snapback culture, right. Where it's like, wow, you look six months and you're back to your normal pre baby weight, you know? And for me, you know, it's two and a half years. I haven't gotten quite back to that, you know, to my pre-pregnancy weight, but, um, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a much better place, but yeah, I'm so, I'm, you know, it's been quite a journey. It's been challenging in a lot of ways, but, um, I'm excited about the progress that I'm where I'm at now and, you know, learning from the whole experience. It's so interesting that you brought up the, there were two things and they're so mindset related. 
some in our control and some not, but you were like, I am I identifying with this thought of, I'm just going to stay this weight forever. And that's just going to be my reality. And how that actually comes to fruition when you so latch onto a certain mindset or a certain belief and how that can just, it just, it will play out. Like what you think is what you are. And it's a hundred percent. Yeah. It, and so I think it's important to be able to check our minds, but like you said, and I brought this, I brought this up on the one year anniversary episode, I think, or maybe I've recorded so many episodes lately going into holidays. (laughs) I don't remember which one it was. It might not have even aired yet (laughs) for recording this before Christmas. So that's why I say that. But, um, I talked about how I think Jesus, and I know he's a big part of your life, but, um, is like the perfect example of tough love of this. Okay. Let's be honest about where we're at and why we're there. But with this huge dose of mercy and grace that only he can give you. And I think, um, I'm, I'm really glad that that apathy related episode spoke to you because I was so, I re-recorded it more than once and I was very hesitant to put it out because of how touchy the subject of like postpartum mental health is, but yeah. also because I, like you experienced some struggles mindset, like mentally, um, yeah. mental health wise after well pregnant with my first and then postpartum with my second. And I did not realize it until after the fact. Both yeah. times. Right. And right. I think it's, and so for me, I'm like, and, and I was never diagnosed with anything. It was never to yeah. the point where I needed a ton of support, but had yeah. I recognized it in the moment. I probably would have but yeah. able to get out of that season a little quicker. Yeah. Healthier. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. really glad that that spoke to you and that balance was there. Of, yeah. Let's yeah. Be honest, it, but let's address it. Yeah. And it was, it was, it, it actually gave me a lot of grace. Like when I heard that I was like, it was like, whoa, because I had really been beating myself up. I'm like, why can't you get it together? Like, why aren't you waking up earlier? Why aren't you getting back into like the gym or working out or all the things? And I was being so difficult. I'm like, why aren't you motivated? And then I, you know, I was like, well, there's, I I mean, part of it was there's different things going on in the season. Like there were different focuses, like mastermind groups or, you know, the podcast, there were different things, different projects that I had kind of prioritized or in that season or in that moment or vacation or rest or different things. But I was definitely beating myself up. And I think when you said that for me, it was like, no, like there's this extra challenge that there's this other thing in the room and the situation that you haven't spoken to. So, so it allowed me to give myself a little bit more grace, like stop, to stop beating myself up in that regard. And it's like, okay, you are actually probably dealing with some postpartum depression. And actually I, you know, I, 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 I go to therapy and I love my therapist and she, she's incredible. And we did talk about it after the fact. And she, you know, now she's like, yeah, you did go through, you know, I started going more consistently recently. And she was like, you did go through that. Like I would speak to that. So it is confirmed. But for me, when you said that it it was kind of like the first like indicator of it. And it was kind of like, wow, like it was really refreshing is what I'm trying to say. Like it, because you said that it allowed me to give myself grace. And I think the grace that I gave myself allowed me to give the space. And then I eventually did get motivated and into the gym and doing all the things, you know? So for me, it was, it's been so helpful. Yeah. When you can recognize that and call it out. And then, then you can actually do the things to address it. And it doesn't need to be this hard on yourself all the time. I think people get like the wrong picture of tough love or consistency or discipline because it can seem like this hard thing when really it's let's, let's approach what's a struggle right now. Yeah. And deal with it. Um, something you brought up about your pregnancy was you had this big fear around gaining a lot of weight and not being able to lose it. 
And I think a lot of that can be rooted in having this fear of failing at something, right? (laughs) So can you share a little bit about how you overcame that, but also what other women can do? Cause you speak into so well, the area of failure and our mindset and how all of that plays together. Um, not specifically just to moms, but obviously you can relate to moms on yeah. the exact level that we're all at. So, yeah. um, can you talk a little bit about what women can do to uh, overcome that fear of failing and yeah, you know, why it might be an issue? Yeah. So, you know, fear of failing, we'll get, you know, probably I can mention it later, but like our, my, my whole story is kind of like rooted. And the reason that I started my podcast is in like overcoming this fear of failure, because I think it's a stigma. It's something that we don't talk about. I think so, so many people feel it, but, and it's this like taboo topic where we don't, you know, we don't talk about our struggles so much. We don't talk about the journey. I think it's changing a little bit, but you know, some of the things that have really, really helped me in my journey, because I got to a place where I was feeling like paralyzed. Like, you know, when you feel just like paralyzed, like I, I feel like I'm so scared of failing that I feel paralyzed. Like I'm so like, you're just in a place where you're not doing any of the things you're not going for your dreams. You're not doing anything because you're basically paralyzed in fear. You know, you're paralyzed of, you know, that fear of failing. And some of the things that were instrumental, again, mindset, you know, we talk about how important that is and, you know, in the journey and the weight loss, it's, it's my, a big thing that helped me was that whole mindset shift when it comes to overcoming the fear of failure. Right. I remember there was this one time that I was, um, Um, that I attended this conference and the speaker said this thing that was pivotal for me. And like, it's kind of like reframing your mindset around it. But he said in life, it's not either we win or we lose, because I think that's so common. You know, we grow up in sports and all the things you either win or you lose. Right. So it's like in life. So you, then you have this thought, like we're either winners or we're losers. Right. It's kind of like this, you know, thing. And he's like, you know, in life, it's not either you win or you lose. It's either you win or you learn. And when he said that, I was like, like my mind was like, oh my gosh, like it was like an epiphany for me. And I started realizing and like connecting the dots in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, literally everything in life, everything that we go through, it's either you're winning or you're learning. Right. So it's like, you know, if you lose a, you know, you, you lose a job that you really liked, you were either, you know, you learn from that. Right. Or either in that moment or in that season, because in a year, in a few weeks, like one week you're up when we, you know, it's either you're in a moment where you're quote unquote winning or you're learning something. Right. And it's like every experience in life, if we start seeing it that way, then it doesn't feel so harsh. It doesn't feel so bad. It's like, no, like, you know, maybe for example, maybe someone started a blog and the blog, you know, fizzled out and they didn't do that. That wasn't a failure. You just learned, you just learned maybe I don't like writing, right? That's not my forte. Like maybe I'm going to do a YouTube video in the future, right? Or you took a job and you ended up resigning or you were let go from the position, but then you know what? You learned, you learned, I don't, that's not for me. Maybe public relations is not my thing. Maybe I'm a really chatty person, but PR is not for me. You know, you're always learning, right? Or even like, you know, a marriage, you know, you can learn from that. Like there were mistakes that were made, you know, you know, maybe if, you know, you're, if that's what you're going through in the season, you can learn, there's always something that you can learn from. Right. So it's like, when you start reframing this idea of failure that a, there's no such thing as failure, you're either winning or you're learning that kind of frees you up in that regard. Another thing that was extremely helpful to me was when I realized it came to the realization, I used to have this like false belief that like these successful women, I would look up to these successful women and I would say like, oh my gosh, she's got it all together, but I'm a hot mess. Like she knows what she's doing. And I had this like lie in my head that like successful women, they have it all together. They know, they know what they're doing. Like they have it, like they just have some sort of their inside information that I don't have, you know? And then, you know, when I was going through my journey, my, my healing journey of a moment that I felt like I, I failed, I remember I started reading all these autobiographies and learning about all these women. And I started realizing, 
oh my gosh, every single successful woman, woman that I look up to, every single successful person that that is, you know, everyone that we read about in the news and the all the things, the the CEOs of these major companies, the world's richest people, the the fitness expert with like five with 20 million followers, all these people that we look up to, they all have had setbacks in their life. They all have had quote unquote moments of failure, right? Whether it's in their business, in their careers, in their the personal life. There's so many areas, but it's a lie. It's just that we don't talk about these things, right? It's like you, you people don't usually highlight those moments. And for me, another pivotal thing that was really helpful was, you know, in kind of destigmatizing that idea and kind of um reframing that and seeing the power when we reframe it of what can happen was I remember I read an article about about Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. And, um, you know, she talked about how when she was a child, her father would go around the dining room table and he would ask, what did you fail at this week? Like he would ask her and her brother that. And for me, I was like, that is so weird. And what parent would ask that? And then after a second, like after a minute, it like hit me like, oh my gosh, what was he doing? He was making it super normal for her. So she's like, oh, I tried this new thing or what I tried a new, created a new club at school, whatever the thing is, you know, but what was he doing? it? he, what was he doing? He was making it so commonplace. Like, Hey, it's part of everyday life. You're going to like, you try something and you fail, but that's where I want you to be. And which is probably one of the reasons why when she was in her twenties and she went to go take her LSAT and she didn't pass, she quickly was able to pivot and then start Sphinx, you know what I mean? Like this is a massive brand. So it's it's just this this idea of like if we kind of reprogram our minds to start thinking of it as like such a taboo topic, such a bad thing, and instead we think about it as like everyone fails, quote unquote, everyone fails. It's part of the journey. It's either you win or you learn. You just have to like figure out how you're going to learn from these things quickly. And when we start seeing that, we're like, no, this is part of the journey. I'm not weird. I'm not any different from her or from him, you know, like this is just part of the journey that I have to go through. When we start seeing it that way, I think it takes away the power, the stigma. And I think then we kind of start walking in it and we're able to kind of like fail forward, if you will, quickly and learn the data that we need to, to go on to the next season and the next thing and keep progressing in our lives. Yeah. I mean, you apply that to your health journey and it's literally this concept of, oh, I had a really bad day with nutrition, which maybe that happened over the holidays okay, well, what do you do the next day? Or what do you do when you get home? Is it going right. to be still off track? Or are you just going to go, okay, like that was a season I was traveling. I didn't have a ton on hand. I also yeah. was just kind of lazy about it. Maybe that was part of it. Maybe it wasn't, yeah. but just saying yeah. there's so many factors and you just, it takes the emotion out of yeah. failing. And yeah. what's so crazy. I was smiling when you were talking about Sarah Blakely growing up and what her dad would do. And even though the, you win or you learn because my oldest is four and he literally we already, we already are having these conversations Wow! for him. Everything's a competition. I mean, he's like, who's going <laughs> to, we'll, we'll go to put pajamas on. Who's going to get there first. <laughs> sometimes, Not every time I'm not that, yeah. but like, there are genuinely times I'm like, he's going to lose. Yeah. Not to, not to like, you know, mentally, but I want to have those opportunities. He's not going to win every time yeah. he needs to know that, but yeah. he also needs to That's know. Powerful what it feels like to lose or fail quote, quote unquote, because in those opportunities, it's good for him to go, okay, like life isn't going to be easy for me, but Mm -hmm. you know, in your head, you think it's going to feel like this horrible, horrible thing. But if you can experience that failure or that, you know, losing Mm -hmm. whatnot and go, okay, it's not as bad or as dismal as I thought it would be. Right. And there's many times too with him where he's like, oh, I made a mistake or this went wrong or I didn't do this right. Not all, <laughs> all yeah. 
not the self-critical, but when yeah. he, when he has these, when he's recognizing things like that happening, it's a beautiful opportunity for me to be like, well, you learned from that mistake, right? Or if he makes yeah. a choice, that's not a great choice. And yeah, the parenting moment, yeah. you know, I can tell him I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset with you, but I want you to learn. So this doesn't happen again. Right. You know, you're not bad for doing this. Don't, you know, don't, don't feel bad. Don't identify with those feelings, but make sure you know that this is an opportunity for you to learn right and wrong. It's an opportunity for you to learn how to do something differently. So it doesn't, you know, his magnet tiles don't fall apart. It's just so many little opportunities like that. And I think it's awesome as a mom, because in the process of all of that, you can glean something if you're aware enough to go, Oh, wow. I can, I need to take this lesson that I'm teaching my child too, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. It's such a good opportunity. Um, you were talking a lot about how you can look to others and their successes and see how many failures they had along the way. Um, and just that mindset shift, but what are some tangible things specifically? Cause I know you're a listener of the podcast. So obviously you believe a lot in the concepts of consistency and mindset. Can you talk a little bit about how those play into our confidence and, um, why it's so important to put those into practice, even if there's failure along the way, um, gosh, you brought up all those great examples of failing, but I think there's so many just in our day-to-day lives. Like you feel like you're failing as a mom. Oh my gosh, you didn't work out. Um, you know, just so many opportunities for us to experience that failure. So how do you respond to it? Um, and why does, I think both our consistency in how we respond to failing, but also our like tangible consistency and what we're doing to better ourselves play into confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting about confidence is it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, as you take action, you become more confident, right? So it's like, as you start doing it's like, you don't really start off that way, which is weird because I think as humans, like I want to be very confident as I start off doing whatever new project I'm working on or like a new goal I have for my fitness. But the reality is it's like, as you start implementing the steps, as you start doing it, like you said, consistently and the habits start forming, that's when you start seeing transformation. That's when you start seeing confidence. I remember I shared with you a little bit of my, my health journey, my recent health journey, where it's like, I even, and it even led to that whole mindset shift that I, that I shared with you a few weeks back, right. That I I got into the gym, maybe about two months ago. And like, I've been consistently going. And I remember that I was like, oh my gosh, Liz, like I had a, like, because of the consistency where I was like, okay, I'm going to go three times a week. And then I started feeling stronger. And then I started feeling confident. And then one day I was at the gym and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so strong. Like I was like, I feel strong again. And then I remember I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror. And as I was having that moment, I remember thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, Paola, you are actually a fit woman or you're a, you know, you're a strong woman, you're a fit woman. And you just had a season where you were really, un, you know, I don't want to say unfit, but like you, you just had a season where that wasn't, that wasn't like the case, but that's fine. You know? And it was like, oh my gosh, like this, this consistency and all the things like helped me kind of have this mind shift where it's like, because before that, like I mentioned in the episode, I was really believing like before I even got pregnant, I was terrified. I'm like, I'm going to gain weight and not going to be able to lose it. Like I had this like lie in my head as I went into my pregnancy and as, as I was in my pregnancy and after my pregnancy, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just your norm. You're never going to be able to lose this weight. And then it's like, as I started doing the, you know, the motion of like getting back into it, I started like, it's like, it started bringing up my confidence. And then I started believing, like I started having the opposite belief, right? The opposite belief is now that like, it's not that I'm 
you know, unhealthy and this is my norm. And it just had a season where I was fit. It's like, no, you, you know, most of my adult life, I've been relatively like, I guess you can say fit or ever, you know, I like, you know, and it's like, it, it was now I have the opposite perspective where I'm like, no, it was, it was the opposite. It was a season where you were, you had just given birth, like this is a beautiful miracle. And you just went through a season where maybe that wasn't your reality, but that's not the case. Right. So I think, I think as we start taking actions with whatever, it's like our confidence starts building and there's so much power in consistency and habits, which I've told you, like, I love that you talk so much about that. I want to get better at it. I'm obsessed with like habits and consistency and all that stuff. And, um, it's such a goal of mine because the truth is it's like our life really to be successful in any area of life. It's a really a matter of habits, like habit stacking. It's like, what habits are you doing well in? Like, like I talk a lot about business and, you know, career growth and those kind of things and, you know, pod, you know, podcasting and all those things. So it's like, what can you do in that area? But in health and fitness and motherhood and all the things, it's like, what are the healthy habits that we can be stacking and being consistent with it? Because the more, we do it, the more confident we become and the more we can walk in that. Right. And the more confident we become, the more our mind kind of shifts and we start perceiving ourselves like the opposite. Instead of me perceiving myself as doomed to be like, you know, overweight for the rest of my, because now I'm a mom, I have to be overweight the rest of my life, my, my, the rest of my life, you know, now I'm seeing it as like, Oh, that's just a season. And probably with the next baby, it's just going to be a season. It's not my forever, you know? So it's really fascinating how it's like one thing leads to another. And can you just remind the listeners uh, how long this process has taken for you to like change <laughs> yeah. your mindset, change your habits, yeah. start building yeah. them up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two. Well, my son's about to be three and eight, like in a few months. So it's almost, almost three years, honestly, from the moment he was born. So this is like a, been a, th- I guess you can say a three-year journey, you right, know, so not and overnight, <laughs> not overnight at all. And yeah, exactly. So it, it's been, it's been a journey and I'm, I don't know, I'm just really excited about it that I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. I just, I was in a place of doom for so long, like literally with this specific area of my life of feeling like, because I had a baby, my norm was like, I don't know. In my head, I had just programmed. I think since I was a little girl, I would say like, oh, when you have kids, you gain weight and that's it. That's your forever. And I was in this place of like, that was my truth. And I was, it was so like doomed that Mm -hmm. I feel so it's crazy that I feel on the other side of it. Like that doesn't have to be my truth, you know, like there, and I still, I'm not where I want to be, but it's more so the mindset that that doesn't have to be, you know, that's not, that's not true. Like I'm not doomed, you know? Yeah, man. I'm fascinated by this like belief that you had before <laughs> even having kids. You said you've had it since you were a kid. So I wonder yeah. if it's something you saw in, yeah. like around you in life. It's like, oh, they, yeah. babies, they didn't lose the weight. It's just how moms yeah. are. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's something you experienced. Yeah. At some it, point in your childhood. I know yeah. for me, um, Maybe we can, maybe we can deal with my past failures here. I actually, honestly, since, um, we've been in a mastermind together and working alongside each other and just everything we've been individually and as a group working on in the last like year plus, (laughs) I've found a lot of healing from past failures, but one of my biggest, it's, it wasn't even a tangible one. And I brought it up before on the podcast, but, um, I had a lot of, uh, beliefs around my ability to like do something I say I wanted to do, like accomplish something. Um, because, and I, I did in, in, I did a lot. I have accomplished a lot in spite of that belief instead of healing from that belief and just doing it because I'm called to, if that makes sense. It's like two totally different motivations and it came, it stemmed from 
I love volleyball. I played through college. And when I played for a travel team in high school, very successful travel team, um, like the program, the whole program was very successful, but (laughs) it was very centered around like, be perfect, do perfect Mm -hmm. reps. Yeah. You know, don't make mistakes. And, um, there was one year that I just didn't mesh super well with a coach, like the way I probably the formative year I was in on top of like her approach to coaching, which wasn't horrible or bad or anything, but it just, it didn't mesh with how I needed to be coached or the formative year I was in, I was like 16 and I think, or 17, super young. Right. Yeah. And that created a lot of like self-doubt and just lack of confidence in a lot of areas that permeated. Yeah. Permeated. And it created this like I still would accomplish things. I still lost weight postpartum because it's, I mean, yeah. I still had this belief about me after my first was born and I lost 80 pounds in a year. Like yeah. that still was there. That, that belief yeah. was still there, like hanging over me. And it took literally until about the last year and a half for me to really heal from that. But, um, do you have any way to, for moms to, and I'm, <laughs> I, yeah. I wish it hadn't taken me so long to recognize what it was and actually work through it. Yeah. But do you have any way for moms to recognize, like if there are specific failures or events from the past that have like really been holding them back? Because I think that is the root yeah. of yeah. Yeah. addressing and dealing with yeah failure or like, yeah. maybe there's this recurrent thing that you keep failing yeah. at in your journey or, you know, it's like a mindset that right. so many moms right. I work with and starting yeah. sessions, literally you're like, they, they can't break habits of certain types of snacking or like going through drive-throughs or just like never working out because no one in their family has done it. Or there's something that happened in the past that caused them yeah. to, and it's just, yeah. if you can identify that, that's when change can actually happen. So how do moms identify yeah. what those past failures were and how yeah. they, so they can move that, forward? That that's an incredible question. I think what the root of that question is, it's really a limiting belief, right? I think there's so many times that like, like even failure, like the, this, like fear of failing, that's even a limiting belief, right? I think in times, and what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is something that is, it's usually subconscious. Like we don't even know it's there. So it's like, we're living our lives. Like you said, going through the drive, me too. I am guilty of that. Going through the drive-through, just like we go do all these things. And it's like, we have these beliefs that we, you know, that we believe as true, you you know, and a way to identify a limiting belief is like saying something out loud. Like the other day I had someone on the podcast and her and her husband have actually done a lot of her, her late husband have done a lot of work when it comes to limiting beliefs in that field. And she mentioned a statement and she's like, if you see a statement, like say the statement, like, uh, I am a monkey and someone, you know, you, you would repeat it. Like I am a monkey. You would, you just laugh. Like if you're not, like, this is a video you laugh, right? Cause you're like, that's not true. But if you say something like, um, I'm unworthy or I'm not good enough. Like I'm a hot mess. I'm a hot mess. You know, like if you say yeah. something like that, if you say it and like all of a sudden it's not like a laughing matter and it feels very like, wow, like that hurt me. Like I'm not worthy or I'm, you know, or, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be fat or, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like or that. Like, when I'm you just say, inconsistent. I'm inconsistent or I'm, yeah. uh, uh, you know, exactly. I'm inconsistent or whatever. But if you say a statement and it hits you hard, like it hits you like ouch, like it hits you like a bullet. And like, all of a sudden it's not a laughing matter anymore. Or it feels, you know, because it's like, this just a statement. If it feels silly to you to say like the, like, I'll just take the unworthy, I'm unworthy, like that topic, like that, you know, someone can say that and it doesn't bring a bell for them. They're like, whatever. But if you really believe that internally, 
then it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. It's going to get to your emotions. It's going to pull to you. Like all of a sudden, like something inside of you is like, er, like jarred, you know? And why? Because there's a lot of weight on that statement because the reality is probably subconsciously you don't know that, but you probably, you believe that, you know what I mean? Like it feels true. Like a limiting belief is something that it's not true. You know, like there, there could be no proof of it in the outside world. Right. But it's like something internally where you're like, wow, this is true for me, you know? And I think if we start kind of um, examining these moments of like, what, what is the belief here? Like when you get to a moment where like something's off and you feel like it's like, why do I keep feeling like for me, even with my business and with the money aspect of, you know, the podcast and everything, I was like, why am I getting to this place where I feel like, you know, I can't make, you know, money. And it's like, why do I believe that? You know? And it's like, when you start digging deep, you'll start realizing like, you know, spend some time in reflection and you'll start realizing like, like what you did, right. Where you're like, oh, from that thing that happened to me when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, whatever, like that stemmed and look, it's, come into my adult life and, and kind of subconsciously. Right. So I think a lot of times in, you know, in our journey with like weight and, you know, fitness and all the things, there's like these beliefs that we're like holding onto that are not true, but there's something that we believe to be true. Right. And it's like, if we start examining kind of like the root of like saying different statements of like, okay, why do I believe that? Why do I believe this statement to be true? What, who said that? Who said that? And why do I believe that? You know what I mean? Cause it, it could be a grandparent, you know, sometimes it's like, our grandparents can say like, you know, something and it's like, it comes from a loving place. They care or our parents or whatever, when we're growing up, but it's like, I'll just use my example. Like I remember when I was a kid, my, uh, the, my mom would sometimes spoil me with like junk food. And I remember once, like sometimes my grandma, which I adore, you know, she's passed and I just love my grandma so much, but I remember she would say, Paola, be careful. Like you don't want to gain so much weight where you're not going to be able to find clothes, you know? And it's like, that it wasn't, it didn't come from a bad place. It came from a very loving place. Like I know, but it's like, things that like stick with you. And then it's like, the kind of becomes part of your identity. Right. So it's kind of really, I think the exercise would be to figure out like, what are these things that are, you know, who said it, where did it come from? And what is the root of this? And then what, how do you get rid of that? Is you identify, once you identify it, you need to replace it with another belief, right? It's like, no, I can do hard things, you know, and an overarching statement, like I can, I can do hard things. I can lose weight or I can, you know, something that's like, an overarching belief. And it's true. It's like, you can do hard things, you know, if you put your mind to it or, um, but I don't know if that answered your question, but I'm like, (laughs) it really did. And I especially love the part where you're saying, okay, if you can recognize what that like belief is, and then you literally speak it out loud and see how it affects your, how you feel. Yeah. And, and if you're like, Whoa, I need to do some work with this, start figuring out where that came from. Yeah. Um, after they do that, do you have, I know you have a framework for like overcoming failure and past failures, current ones. Can you speak a little bit about what that process looks like? Yeah. Especially if they're like, okay, I know what that past failure is. How do I deal with it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, exactly. So I, for me, um, you know, I, like I kind of developed this like framework for overcoming failure when, you know, you know, I'll give a smidget of my story, but like I had, um, you know, gone, my dream was to work in broadcast journalism and I worked in TV and I worked in, you know, like national news and all that. And I was basically cool by the way, when I was like, was this? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was like a God dream that I had since I was a child in Chicago. I grew up in Chicago too, in the suburbs, you know? Um, and you know, I had the opportunity to come to, I live in Miami now and, um, work in, I always wanted to move to Miami and work in national news. And I worked in, you know, Spanish media and like, um, you know, kind of like 2020, but in Spanish. And it was really cool. I got to work with like celebrities and interview celebrities and work with like the high, like, you know, journalists and like, you know, that are really well known and all the things. And it was, 
incredible. And um, a little bit of my story is that, you know, about five, six years into my journey, I had gone to a different company. It was a news startup Um, at the time, you know, it was kind of like the talk of the town, billion dollar company and, you know, all the things I, you know, don't quote me on the billion dollar company, but it was just the talk of the industry. It was such a cool time. And I remember a year after I got there, I was actually let go from my position. And for me, it was devastating. You know, I had had a great trajectory in my previous, you know, um, the company that I worked with, which is a major, um, you know, news outlet for many years. And then I go to this new company and then a year later I'm let go. And for me, it was devastating because I believed all the things that I talked about earlier that, you know, like, you know, win or you lose. And I really felt like I'm a hot mess. I was dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. Like my identity was rooted in my career and all those things. So there were a lot of different layers to it, but I remember I felt like a failure. Right. And as I, I didn't feel like I failed, I felt like a failure, like I identified with it. So it was very, very deep for me. And um, the years, like for, I wish I could say it was like a week or two weeks or, you know, then I got over it, but it wasn't the case in my journey. It was a really long, it actually took many years for me to overcome this. Like I, for many years, I was outside of like my <clears throat> industry, if you will, or not doing the things that I love, the things that God called me to, because I was so scared of failing. Like I was so scared of going back to that thing, you know? And, you know, it was a journey, but in that journey, I remember there were a few things that helped me get to the other side, which is eventually what led to my podcast, which is eventually led to like everything and how we met and all the things and, my, and why I'm so passionate about this topic of helping women with this, because I feel like so many women stay in this place where it's like, maybe they tried something and it didn't work. And now they're just kind of stuck and they're just kind of paralyzed you know, and it's rough to be there. Believe me, because you start getting, un you get even more unmotivated, you get even more disillusioned, you get even more disappointed and discouraged, and it's just not a good place. And you can even get to a place where you're bitter and frustrated and just not in a good place, you know? And so some of the things that really helped me on the journey, you know, I've shared some things before, but some of the, the framework, if you will, was I realized I'm like, okay, I need to heal from this failure, right? And, step, and it's kind of like a four point um, process, but like step one is forgiveness. Like you need to really like, when you go through a moment where you're like, okay, I know what that failure is. It's forgiveness. Right. And what does forgiveness look like? It's like a two part job, right? It's forgiving. Maybe someone hurt you. Maybe you were in, went into a business and your business partner left, you know, or, you know, something happened with, or someone you were like, oh, from a position or there's so many different things, but it's like forgiving the other people that were involved in this situation. And because forgiveness is really like an inside job, right? Even if you don't see the person, you can just forgive them in your heart, you know? So it's really taking time to forgive them, but also forgive yourself, right? Like, what are the things that you could have done better in that season? Like, how could you have done bad? Like, you know, the last time you tried to lose weight and you went really hard, like, what are the things that, you know, forgive yourself for that, right? Like forgive yourself your as well. So, you know, forgiveness is one reflection is another, just like spending time in reflection. Like what are the lessons learned? What are the things that I could do better next time? Like, how could I approach if a similar situation pops up? Because in life, it's a lot of lessons that we're learning, right? So how could we do things different? and better next time around. Right. And then step two is really like renewing your mind. Right. What does that look like? For me, it was like protecting my mind, guarding my mind, right? Like what's the media that I'm consuming? What are the, con that's why it's important to be listening to podcasts like this, right? Like if you are in a moment where you really, this is your goal, it's like, it's really important that you be renewing your mind. Get, you know, not only in my, in my life, it's like the word, like reading the Bible and spending time in prayer. And, but I would, in that season, I would listen to a lot of worship music. I would listen, make sure that the content that I was watching on TV, the movies I was watching, like guarding your mind, like that's really important because when you are in a vulnerable place where you're like, you really believe those lies, like 
like, I'm unable to do these things. You're in a vulnerable place, right? So you have to really, really protect your mind, protect, guard yourself. So renewing your mind is really important. Another step is community. Who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people that are uplifting you in this journey? For example, if it's a health journey, are you around people that are like, why are you trying to lose weight or why are you trying to be healthy? Who are you? Like all those things that is, you know, I'm not saying like, don't talk to your family members, but I am saying, saying put a boundaries distance, you know what I mean? Like create a space for yourself and get into community with like-minded women. Like your community is great for that. It's like encouraging women, people that are speaking life over you, people that are encouraging you, who are the people that are speaking into this, these dreams in these space, right? So that's number two in overcoming failure at step two. And number three is dreaming, right? Start dreaming, start, you know, like dreaming and inspiration it is right so it's like start dreaming like what could your life look like like if you restarted this right like if you you know what could it look like like for example in my case it was like that career failure like what could it look like like what is the next season of my life going to look like what do I really want for my life and start looking for inspiration right who are the women that are already in that space right like who are the women that are already working in that space already doing that thing or maybe inspiring yourself with moms that are fit like you know what I mean like what are their routines look like what is that life like I want to be a healthy mom. I want to have a very healthy lifestyle. What is the inspiration that I can put around me that's going to inspire me to continue in this journey? Because it's hard sometimes. And it's like the more inspiration we can have, the more dream, the more we can cast vision, write things down and really walk into that. That's going to really help us because, you know, you know, the Bible says, you know, the people lack for, um, I'm sorry, people perish for lack of vision, right? So it's like vision is very, very important, right? So that's step three, kind of like dreaming and inspiration of what the future, what's you, what do you want, right? And then the the last step for overcoming failure, the fourth part of it is taking action and serving, right? Like we talked about earlier, the, the funny thing about confidence is it's really when you take action, like when you start that, you know, that program to lose weight, you're not going to feel very confident, but as you are in it, you're going to start gaining that confidence, right? So start, start taking action because you did all this work, but it's like, until you start taking action, you're not going to get that confidence to continue on the journey, right? So what can you do this week to start moving in that direction, right? After you do the forgiveness reflection, making sure all these other things are intact, then it's like taking action and serving. And what do I mean by serving? It's like, how can you serve others? A lot of times the dreams that we have in our heart, it's not really about us. Well, I would say all the time, it's not about us. It's really about how can we serve our community? Like Liz, you are, went through this process and you are, you know, you are serving your community. You're serving all of us by sharing your story and helping us with tips and motivation and habits and all the things. And it's like, you're serving. So this dream is bigger than just you and your family. This dream is about like, you're helping hundreds of women, you know? So it's like, how can we serve our community? You know, like, when I was walking through that season, it's like serving at church, like using your gifts to serve others is going to help you overcome this failure as well. Because as you're serving, it's like beautiful, right? I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's like when you go and do community service, it's like you end up like serving the community, but you end up feeling better. It's like you end up feeling like you got more out of it than the person that was served, you know, like, so there is so much power in serving. And I think a lot of times we like underestimate that. So I think it's like, uh, you know, as you are walking out, let's overcoming that moment of failure. It's like, you know, what can you do to serve other people? Like, how can you encourage a friend in their health journey if that's what you're, you know, overcoming or whatever the case is, but like, so like taking action and serving as a final step. So, yeah. So those are kind of like the four points, the four points, it's all, you know, two, two part, but of overcoming kind of like the framework of overcoming failure. Yeah. So good. And so tangible, like that's doable. And I will just speaking from experience, 
having yeah. pretty much done this process without knowing what the process was, <laughs> um, <laughs> probably in different order. Cause I was like yeah. trying to figure it out on my own, but yeah. Um, that forgiveness piece, that very first piece takes the longest, at least. Yes. It took the <laughs> yes. And it's the hardest, honestly, it's oh, the hardest yeah. one. It's the hardest one. I think, I think a lot of times people want to skip over that because it's like, doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. You don't want to do it. So you're like, okay, I'll do the, I'll do the renewing the community, the dreaming, all the other stuff. But then, you know, but forgiveness is really key because the truth is it's like, that's your heart. If you can't forgive then that's in your heart and that's going to hold you back. You don't even know it's going to come out in ugly little ways, but it's like when you're in the journey that unforgiveness is going to pop up. So it's really important that you kind of like put overcome that and put that to bed and, you know, learn what you got to learn from it forgive. And then, cause it's going to free you. Essentially it frees you. It frees you yeah. into your, your future and your purpose, you know? Yeah. It's literally like not addressing your mindset around food, but then trying to like eat healthier and work out more and lose weight. It's like, you're <laughs> going to go back to that same issue. If you're not yeah. dealing with it, if you don't forgive with yeah. whatever failure was happening in the past, both yourself and others, like, yeah, you will not move on. You will right. not move on. Right. Man. Right. Right. So good, man. This episode today was fire. It was so good. So helpful. I cannot wait for the listeners to hear it. Um, so where can everyone find you? Listen to the podcast, follow you, learn more about overcoming failure. Yes. Yes. So you can find me at my podcast is called, but first she failed. And, uh, it's like a play on, but for, you know, but first she's so successful, all the things, but first she failed because as you, as we all learned today, right. Every successful woman fails. It's just part of the journey towards success and purpose. So you can find me anywhere where you listen to podcasts at, but first she failed. Also my Instagram is, but first she failed. So you can follow us there for, um, for community and my newsletter is on, you know, my website, all that. So, but I think the best place to find me is on the podcast. So hopefully you guys will come on and join and, uh, listen for some mindset, overcoming failure, all that kind of stuff, like overcoming limiting beliefs and all the things we talk about there. I'm an avid listener. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So Uh even if you're like a stay at home mom, it is so beneficial to listen in because we can, Oh, we're literally, like you said, we're either growing or moving backwards. There's really no in between. Like if you're going down the spiral of frustration and you're not forgiving and you've just identifying with failure, like you're going backwards fast. And there's, there's really no other direction one way or the other. Exactly. Um, I always give guests one final question. Yes. And it's around the concept of tough love, which is simply love expressed in a straightforward manner because you care so much about someone else's well being. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, hey, I love you. And like I said earlier, I think this is like, I think this is how Jesus lived. It's like, I love you so much. I'm not going to let you compromise. I'm going to like tell it's it to great. you straight because that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, what's one thing, tough love, do you want to leave these moms with today? Um, the tough love is to take care of yourself, take care of yourself because the reality is it's, it's almost like if you don't, it's so easy for us not to take care of ourselves. It's so easy for us to be so consumed with our babies, our husband, our business, all the other things, our career, whatever the other thing is we get consumed with other people's things. Right. But the problem is when we don't take care of ourselves, guess what? You're not going to show up as the best version of yourself or your family. And guess what? It can lead to like I'm, we, we talked about it earlier, it can lead to depression, it can lead to a lot of different things. When you are not taking care of yourself, you're not showing up as the happiest version of yourself. You're not showing up as the healthiest version of yourself. And you can even become emotionally unavailable for your children. Like if you're not in a good place, mentally, emotionally, physically, all the things, you're not going to show up. You, you might not show up for your children the way you really want. So it's, it's crazy, but it's like, 
it's it seems like a selfish thing, but it's not. It's literally a gift that you're giving to everyone else. When you're taking care of yourself, you're going to be the best version of yourself and that you're going to show up the happiest version of yourself and you're going to be not resentful, happy and all the things. So my tough love encouragement is to stop not taking care of yourself. Start taking care of yourself right now because you're doing a disservice to everyone by not taking care of yourself, especially you. Yeah. You know? So good. So, Thank you so yeah. much for today. Yay. Thank you for having me on. It was yes, such a pleasure. Of course. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.